Thacker and Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. One very strong witness who has explained how it all works. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. That's when they came in the back door with all the mail-in, mail-in ballots. Inconceivable. Or a thumb drive stuck in it or whatever. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. You're listening to the Thinking Hardly Podcast. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing good. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's right. It'll be like, you know, just before the next one, huh? Yep. Yep. This is the last, we're down to the last week now. So there you go. How's everybody doing there? Doing good. Thank doing you. Good. Yeah. Yeah. How's Danica? She's doing good. Um, we haven't been able to hang out as much uh, just this last week, um, kind of as things get a little more hectic. But uh, yeah. yeah, she's doing pretty good, I think. All right. Still healthy. Yeah, yeah. Good. How are the pets? How are the cats? They're hanging in there. They're loving it. Doing good. Yeah, good. This lockdown thing or whatever, work from home has been good for them, hasn't it? Yeah, that's very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Shall we dive into it? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I got a whole long list of things here. You guys can just jump in. On the, okay, something sweet. something tickle, tickles your fancy. These are in no particular order. They're just as I wrote them down. So one thing is that Barr resigned. Did you read his letter? Yeah, you, that's right. Did you read his his letter? Yeah, it was not. very it was very tactful. It was I, very, tactful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just uh, had to make sure to, you know, really say some nice things in that second paragraph. Oh my gosh. So the first paragraph was like as close as he got to you know, here, let me just read it to you. I appreciate the opportunity to update you this afternoon on the department's review of voter fraud allegations in the 2020 election and how these allegations will continue to be pursued. At a time when the country is so deeply divided, it's incumbent uh, on all levels of government and on all agencies acting within their purview to do all we can to assure the integrity of elections and promote public confidence in their outcome. That was that was as close as he got to yeah whatever they really talked about, which was probably, <laughs> sorry, boss, but there's nothing here. <laughs> and then he, he had like several paragraphs where he lists all, just all this stuff trying to make Trump happy. And then 
And then he just closes with, as discussed, I'll spend the next week wrapping up a few remaining matters important to the administration and depart on December 23rd. He's like, he's saying, I just need a few days to put all my stuff in my boxes and then I'm out of here. Yeah. Man, it is pretty crazy just seeing everything kind of unfold here. You know, I I don't know. It was like, I don't know. It, It seems like now is finally time that, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting to finally see people kind of packing it in with this. It's just so weird, though, right? Because normally, n- normally, this is the kind of stuff that would happen if if a candidate had been, if a president had been reelected, right? You'd like shuffle things and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's only like weeks from now. I'm not sure why. Well, I think I think the people that are leaving are probably ensuring themselves, insulating themselves against anything that does happen. If Trump does do anything weird or or bad, like I think people like this who have taken a little more center road of like, well, you know, yeah, you know, I believe in your stuff, but you know, well, you just lost this one. Like those people. I think are scared of, of being associated with anything, you know, bad that happens from now on. Like everything, I think we've normalized things enough that anything else they did is like, you know, no one's even talking about questioning it, but this would be, this would be a big thing if, you know, like if he actually tried to do something and they were still there, it would put them on the hook for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, so you think this is a real resignation? You don't think that this was just like Trump was saying, you got to go? I mean, it could be that too. I know Trump's been doing a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it is weird. He's been doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And like I said, the timing is very strange, right? Yeah. Normally, normally you do this if you want. And maybe he really thinks he's, you know, I don't know. Maybe he wants to act like he wants. I don't know. It's just. There are people who've jumped ship and have come out probably, you know, like Rick Perry. When did, is he, he's, he left, didn't he? I have no idea. I think so. Uh, let me look. That's a good question, though. What was he, the energy secretary? Is that yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Was that after, um, wow, who was the, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. He was, uh, what, um, Exxon? Executive? No, no, he was. That was Secretary of State. Oh, right. Okay, I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was right. I think that's right. He was. Yeah, the guy. I think that is right. Yeah. Okay, so he left office December first last year. That's uh, smart it. move, man. I mean, that's like an, that's like that's like forever ago, right? It's yeah. That is, all of this yeah. <laughs> wow. And you guys know Gottlieb. Scott Gottlieb, he is the he was the FDA commissioner, and he le- I don't know when he left. Same sort of deal, mm-hmm. and he he came out smelling you know pretty good, yeah. I guess. I, mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, so there's Bill Barr. Bye bye, Bill Barr. Okay, I'm going to dive into I'm going to dive a little bit into COVID nineteen because you know we're into this. Gene is an epidemiologist, and I used to work in healthcare, and so bear with me. Um, so there's, there's a couple different stories here. One of them is that. Um, Health and Human Services, there's this delay in starting the coronavirus vaccination for people in nursing homes. So 
the officials at CVS and Walgreens who have the government contract to vaccinate the nursing home patients, last week they reported, or maybe it's this week, I don't, you know, um, reported that they'd been told to hold off on vaccinations until the week of December 21st. So by the time people are listening to this, that'll be this week, right? So Monday is the 21st. So they started they started vaccinating this past week, like, the, I don't know, maybe the 15th, 16th, something like that. And, and the, these two pharmacy companies, uh, CVS and Walgreens, were told to hold off until the 21st. Okay, so Azar, Alex Azar, who's the, who's the head of Health and Human Services, was on Face the Nation last Sunday. And Margaret Brennan, who's a very tough, um, you know, sort of interviewer, mm-hmm. uh, she asked him why CVS had been told to hold off vaccinating until the 21st of December. And here's what... Listen to what Azar had to say. Okay. Well, I want to ask you specifically about something CVS revealed. They said they're not going to start vaccinating, even though they're receiving it this month, until December 21st, because the Trump administration told them to wait until that date. Why is the Trump administration asking nursing homes to wait? Okay. Now, the reason this, I forgot to tell you, the reason this is such a big deal is that the, you know, about, about a quarter of the people who are dying each week yeah. Are people in nursing homes? So it's it's actually a really big deal, is, you know, to try to get these folks in the nursing homes vaccinated as quickly as possible. So she, so she wants to know why, why did you tell them to wait till the twenty first? Here's what he says. Yeah, no, we're not actually asking the nursing nursing homes to wait, and we were able to have a really good discussion with CVS leadership about this misunderstanding that they had uh, at the president's vaccine distribution summit. So I think we've gotten that all straightened out with them, and uh, we'll be getting CVS and Walgreens vaccinating our nursing home people. Almost 100% of our nursing homes have signed up with that program for a turnkey vaccination operation. And you know what's amazing? When will that start? Well, it it can start really any day. The vaccines are going out as soon as they receive vaccine. Uh, This is according to the governors telling us to ship to them. We could have every nursing home patient vaccinated in the United States by Christmas. It's really a remarkable, remarkable prospect for all of us who have loved ones in nursing homes that we may approach Christmas with that level of comfort that our our loved ones have gotten some initial protection already. (laughs) Okay, so she says... CVS and Walgreens are saying, hold off, and saying they were told to hold off to the 21st. He said, no, 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 it's all been a big, big misunderstanding. We got all squared away. We had a meeting. We talked to them. They misunderstood. Okay. So then she interviews this guy from, <clears throat> excuse me, Robert Garrett, uh, who's, who's the CEO of Meridian Healthcare, which has the hospital systems, but they also have nursing homes. This is what he said. CVS says they were told not to begin vaccination until December 21st, even though they received the vaccine before that. The Health and Human Services Secretary told us that was all a big misunderstanding. Um, What is the plan at your facilities? What is CVS telling you? CVS is telling us, and this is the latest information as of this morning, is that uh, they will start to uh, vaccinate our long-term care residents the week of December 21st. So that's the latest (laughs) I have. I did hear the secretary's interview, but the latest information I have from CVS and Walgreens is that they would start on the week of the 21st. <laughs> okay. Dirty right, so poor guy's like in the middle. He doesn't yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we just listen to it. So, okay. Then they have Scott Gottlieb on. He's on every week. This guy's got his hair greased back. I mean, he looks like an old time <clears throat> East Coast, you know, guy. And, and, uh, and so she's like trying to, 
she's trying to get to the bottom of this, which is what I love about Margaret Brennan. Okay, so she grills Gottlieb, like, what the hell is going on? You heard uh, Mr. Garrett say there that uh, the nursing homes he operates have been told by CVS that they can't begin vaccinations until December 21st. CVS says that's also what they were told by the Trump administration. Health and Human Services Secretary says they're wrong. Um, does it make any sense to you as to why they would be asked to delay vaccinating the most vulnerable? Well, the current guidance by CDC to the two pharmacies that are going to be going into the nursing homes, Walgreens and CVS, is that they can't begin until 1221, um, giving those vaccinations. <laughs> They're going to spend this week getting the consent. No. It's possible that they try to get into some nursing homes this week. But the bulk of those vaccinations right now, according to the CDC guidance to the states and the pharmacies, is that they can't begin until 1221. They'll work through getting the consents in place from the individual patients and their family members. <laughs> This week, those weren't put in place in advance. Once they start, they're going to start with the skilled nursing facilities first, but it's going to take them three weeks to work through all the pharmacies. They'll get the SNFs done, the skilled nursing facilities, which are the highest security, probably in the first week. But it'll take three weeks total to get through those, those nursing homes. There's about 45,000 in the country. So this is a big undertaking. So did you catch that? There's like two things. One is it's the CDC that's providing this guidance. Guess, guess who the CDC reports up to? Yeah. Okay. Alex Cesar. The second thing he said: the problem is they didn't they didn't get consents in advance from the nursing home patients, which is quite difficult because a lot of these you know a lot of these people probably have you know powers of attorney or whatever it is you know they can't consent. In other words, they're not they're not you know capable of consenting. So this all could have been done in advance. I mean, this is the part of Operation Warp Speed that didn't make any sense to me. Like, this should have all been, I don't know, this should have all been all been figured out. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So th there's something, so that's really bad. I mean, because it's it's probably, so let's say it's a week delay, right? That, that's, he, he says it's going to take three weeks. He, Azar says it's going to take three days, right? They're going to start on the 21st and it's going to be done by Christmas. Gottlieb says it's going to take th at least three weeks to get it done. So that's just completely wrong. But let's just say it's a week. Let's just say they're, they're slowed down by a week because that's how long it's going to take them to get to get the consent. There's about 20,000 people dying each week, and about a quarter of them are in a nursing home. So that's 5,000 people dead because somebody didn't think to get the consents in advance. All right. So, um, right. Any thoughts about that? It's just hard to imagine, you know, this being handled worse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I just I mean, don't get it. Yeah. I think this is your thing, Bob. You've brought this up several times. I mean, I've joked one time that, you know, that they're that they're they're hiring people out of Fiverr to do this stuff. And you were you're like, no, I don't mean that, but it's like the first, second, and third string. They're like the people are gone well, or something. Well, that's sort of true too, but I mean I think I don't know. I don't know. I I just think that like this is the kind of thing where there's no incentive for these like, you know, people a couple steps down the line. Like, I don't know, are they really going to get credit if they do this better? Like maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like 5,000 people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, that's the thing is like they, it's no, I guess that's what you're, that's what you're saying. You're not saying that it's fine. I mean, you're not I'm not even, yeah, I'm saying that like from their perspective, it's like, well, Trump's not going to care if you do that. Well, the people that like the, the I don't think the media is going to give you, you know, 
like if you're like a Trump person that's like pro Trump and you do a good job with that, like I don't think the media is going to give you credit for it. Um, I don't think Trump's paying attention. I I I kind of I mean, do you think it's possible that Trump actually thinks it's better if things kind of go crappy? I mean, it's the election's over, and you know. I just don't think he's focused on it at all. Definitely not focused on it. That's for sure. I mean, if he is, he's he's a master, you know, a master actor because it do, it sure doesn't look like he's. All right. Well, there's something weird about Alex Azar. I haven't quite figured it out. I mean, he he's I don't know. He's got something. It reminds me a little bit of George W. Bush, just in the way he talks. But there's something else going on. So so CNBC interviewed him. <laughs> There's like a couple of people I'm going to pick on today. Uh, <clears throat> NBC interviewed him. This is a like a financial, you know, like show or something. Yeah. I don't even yeah. remember who the interviewer is. So she's talking to him, and there's something weird going on between Pfizer and Azar, or between Pfizer and the Trump administration. I don't. I really. I can't get to the bottom of it. But I would bet if we, you know, wait a couple of months or a year, whatever, somebody there will be something blows the lid off. Just listen to this. I think the, the question that all Americans are asking now is how quickly will this get to me? It, it's great news She's that we've got 200 million doses yeah. lined up from Moderna. We've got this 100 million doses from Pfizer. I guess there's still questions about what's happening with that. Have you signed the contract for, for a second batch of doses from, from Pfizer? Okay, so she's asking this because it came out that as late as October, after the results of the Pfizer vaccine were out, and they knew that it was like 95% effective, Pfizer came back to the Trump administration and said, listen, we'll set aside, we'll give you first shot another 100 million before we go outside of the country. And they said, no, we're not interested. Okay, so this is a little bit like, you know, now at the time, who knows, maybe, it, but actually did know, because it was, a, it was after the results came out. Okay, so she said, what's like, what's the deal? And here's his answer. Here we go. I think the, the question that all Americans are asking now is how quickly will this get to me? It, it's great news that you have 200 million doses lined up from Moderna. We've got this 100 million doses from Pfizer. I guess there's still questions about what's happening with that. H- have you signed the contract for, for a second batch of doses from, from Pfizer? Uh, well, I, I do wish we would stop uh, just talking about this Pfizer uh, Pfizer thing. You know, we've got 100 million from <laughs> Pfizer uh, through March 31st, about 20 million a month. We've got the Moderna 100 million. We've got a second quarter of Moderna. We're actually enhancing Moderna's production capabilities to produce even more. And we're working with Pfizer, and I think we're very optimistic that we'll secure um, additional quantities in the second quarter. But they're going to need help from us on their manufacturing. As you know, they had originally committed that they could produce publicly 100 million doses by the end of this year. They had to cut that in half to 50 million. The U.S. is getting uh, mm-hmm. its share, and we're obviously distributing their vaccine. But uh, we're having constructive discussions with them uh, and seeing what we, where we can get to on that. But remember, we now have commitments for 900 million doses of vaccine. We have options to take us up to 3 billion doses of vaccine. And we're looking at J&J sure. and AstraZeneca possibly having data early January. <laughs> Sure, but Pfizer is the only one that to date has received the emergency youth authorization, I think. Okay, so at the time that was true. The FDA today approved Moderna, but at the time okay. this interview was done, this was true. So basically, he's saying, you know, they got these production problems and so on. So let's listen, keep going. That's why people are, are so focused on that. I mean, if they have the ability to get us more doses in the first, in the second quarter, you would think that that would be a high priority. 
Uh, it is a high priority. We want to add to our arsenal uh, or our portfolio. Uh, but it's, uh, we've, we've actually got uh, a lot of vaccine coming. And there's none of this changes the proximate immediate term of what Pfizer can deliver out of their manufacturing. Uh, we're maximizing that. We'll help them obviously get higher yields if they're willing to take our help. But uh, but but, you know, this is all second quarter at this point that we're talking about. OK, so he's <laughs> twice now said that, that the problem is Pfizer has a production issue and they're quite willing that government is willing to help if if Pfizer wants them to help. OK. Right. What do you mean willing to take your help? I, I thought HHS was already <laughs> determining under Operation Warp Speed which companies would not be check getting this access out. to some of the, the critical components of these no, you see, No, no. you see, Pfizer's got a different relationship with us. They're part of Operation Warp Speed. We have a $2 billion commitment for those first 100 million doses, but they've kept things more arm's length at their insistence throughout. Uh, so uh, we contract with a guaranteed purchase. Not but Operation we don't, Warp Speed. But, I'm sorry? <laughs> So they're, they're not Operation Warp Speed? They, no, I, huh? they are part of Operation Warp Speed, but Becky, it's a different relationship. We contract <laughs> a guaranteed purchase that allows them to make capital <laughs> investments, have a predictable purchaser, but we don't have complete visibility into their manufacturing because they've kept that a bit more arm's length. Now, I'd like <laughs> so So, Bob, is she your girlfriend or is she, is she not? Well, she's a girlfriend, but we have a different relationship. It's unfortunate. It's just, we, you know. See, that changed. Uh, I'd like to have more visibility into that. And we are willing to provide every tool the U.S. government has to assist them in maximizing their yields, increasing production capacity. Okay, so enough of him. So here's what Pfizer says after this whole thing. They issued a statement saying, quote, the company is not having any production issues with our COVID-19 vaccine and no shipments containing the vaccine are on hold or delayed. They have, they have millions of doses, not, yeah, I think millions of doses sitting, waiting to be shipped. They're just waiting for the government to tell them where to ship them. Yeah. It's incredible. So there's something weird going on between Azar and God. I, I have no idea. Anyways, any thoughts about that? <laughs> I wonder I wonder what level of staffing the like DC is at. <clears throat> you mean just worker bees? Yeah, just, I mean, this... These are like the kind of issues that remind me of the like supply chain issues at, at work. Yeah. Like where you could solve them if you had more people. Yeah. I mean, do you, would you mean like, do you mean just trying to figure out where stuff is or what the problems are? <clears throat> well, yeah. And I mean, you know, stuff that's like delayed because it's, it's like, I would expect that a lot of this kind of stuff is delayed because it's like waiting. Someone has to do something to get it moving to the next step. I think that's right. I mean, I don't think this is not meant like that, that kind of wrinkle and hiccup. I mean, this is a massive undertaking. Hasn't been done before. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that wrinkles and hiccups and these sorts of fits and starts, especially at the beginning, are necessarily, you know, necessarily reflect badly. That's not that. I I think you're right about that. I just don't get. There's something. It just sounds. It just seems fishy to me. Like he's treating them as he's basically saying, they're not. You know, they're not telling us everything. We want to help. They 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 don't want our help. And Pfizer's saying, well, we got like we got vaccines sitting here. That's not the problem. You would think that, at some level, there would at least be some agreement on the nature of the problem. 
you know, he's saying it's a production issue, and they're saying they're waiting to be told where to ship. It. Those are like two totally. That's what I mean, yeah, though. Yeah. That's 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 what makes me. That's what makes me think of <laughs> stuff like this, where it's like a production and logistics thing, where like they may think that both of them may think that on the mm. other one because they don't have perfect communication, and one of the reasons for that is because everyone's too busy running around all day because they have to do other stuff to keep yeah. stuff moving. You know. Yeah. Well, get your get your KN ninety five out because I'm sending you to DC. Mm, pass. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, I'm here from the I'm here from the Thinking Hardly podcast. And I'm, I'm here to help. <laughs> All right. Anything else? How about the How about the uh, the 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 cyber attack? The Russian cyber attack. Have you guys read much about this? I saw that headline. I didn't read into it. What it was this yeah. last night or something? No, it's just like it. Uh, you know, there's like it's coming out in dribs and drabs, and it gets. Of course, when it does that, it's just you know the news doesn't get better; it gets worse. Yeah, so apparently, there's it's more than one. It's it's you know the first thing is well, there's this malware that's that's sort of <clears throat> what would you say contaminated? What's it called? It contaminated? No, <laughs> infested. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's been so. There's there's this software supplied by a company called SolarWinds in Austin, and it's server software, right? So it's all over the place, and multiple U.S. government agencies and thousands of firms have been compromised by this malware. But now they're saying it's actually more than just that. It's been like these repeated attempts, successfully, to breach. You know. Uh, software. In fact, one congressman said it, he said he, it, it compared to a, he, he compared this attack to Pearl Harbor, basically. Like this was an act of, you know, he's saying it could be an act of war. Like there's there's very strict definitions of what if, when a cyber attack is is an act of war. Right. So read, well, who you, said that? Read, pardon me. Well, who said that? That, well, they're trying to figure out – that's what they're trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out what the facts are and whether the facts meet these definitions. There's sort of two definitions. I can't remember. One's a computer systems attack and the other is a cyber attack. And they're kind of – they kind of overlap, but they're slightly different. So there's some you question about – Sorry? You said a congressman compared it to Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Yeah, Do you know? from Colorado. Sorry? Do you know who it was? A uh, guy from Colorado. Oh, guy from Colorado. Okay. Yeah, congressman from Colorado, Democrat, I believe. So here's what CNN, this is CNN's take on it. I'll just read a little bit of it and then we can move on. There's some more, certainly more fun stuff than this. This is just a little, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I was worried about when the pandemic started. You know, you, you, and my thinking was the pandemic is going to take a ton of work. It's going to take a ton of attention, lots of coordination, you know, lots of eyeballs. And, and it's, you know, it's really, hurting the country and the my, my concern was there, you know if something else happens we're going to be really stressed yeah, then yeah. and it could be a, a problem now, i wasn't trying to predict i wasn't predicting this it's just you know when one one major thing happens and another big thing happens it's you know people's hair is on fire okay so here's cnn cisa has determined that's the what i forgot what it's called cisa the center for infrastructure security or something rather oh, right gotcha. the, guy who, the guy who stepped down cybersecurity basically has determined that this threat poses a grave risk to the federal government and state local tribal and territorial governments as well as critical infrastructure entities and other private sector organizations 
CISA expects that removing this threat actor from compromised environments will be highly complex and challenging for organizations. Wow. The agency also acknowledged on Tuesday that the hackers use tactics, techniques, procedures that have not yet been discovered, adding that it is continuing to investigate whether how uh, and how other intrusion methods may have been used since the campaign began months ago. This started in March. Okay. Uh, hours after the CISA alert was released, the U.S. Department of Energy said it had evidence that hackers accessed some of its networks using the same malware associated with the ongoing data breach already impacting almost a half a dozen other federal agencies. The department maintains the impact has been isolated to business networks and has not impacted the mission essential national security functions of the department, including the National Nuclear Security Administration, which oversees the nation's stockpile of nuclear Oof. weapons. Oof. I mean, the fact that there's the fact that you're saying it didn't impact it makes me even more. Yeah, nervous. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I don't know enough about this, but apparently, it's you know, it's it, it, it's not like you can just turn off something and un, you know unplug a a, a a card and stick a new card in. It's you know, apparently, this is that's what they were saying. This is going to take a long time to yeah, like, kind of like untangling things. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, pretty frightening. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, did it say exactly which agencies were impacted by this? Well, the list has gotten longer. You, you can look it up. At first, it was like Treasury and Commerce, and then it's like Treasury, Commerce, DOE. It's like almost all of them. It seems yeah, like, yeah. and a bunch of, and then a bunch of private industries as well. And you know, the guy on, uh, sorry, I didn't write his name down. The guy on um, that, that said, you know, this is kind of like a, a, a the Pearl Harbor level attack, suggested that that there's been some, you know, some compromise of the financial institutions. <laughs> you know, you could imagine financial instit banking institutions, yeah. energy, uh, you know, <clears throat> water supplies, I, you know. Man, this is another know? thing like the, uh, the Corona uh, virus where it's just like a bunch of stuff that most people don't understand. And so you're just kind of sitting there like, Oh, wow, that sounds bad. You know? Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder how they're going to solve this. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's like an episode of 24. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Just, that's very true. It just seems like an awful lot. Yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> so you said they, they're thinking this is like <laughs> Russia state actors. Pretty, pretty sure that it's Russia. That's that's what they're that's what they're saying. Is all the hallmarks of it. And Pompeo originally said, ah, you know, probably more like China, even though all the intelligence people were saying, right, and, right, and the cyber people were saying, no, no, it's Russia. So he he came out, I think, yesterday, saying, yeah, it's, it looks like it's Russia. Huh. Man, how far do you think they'd go? How far would Russia go? I don't know what you can really do other than like, you know, spying and everything. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah. Like I just don't know enough about like what you can do with like a malware kind of set up like that. That's not necessarily the same as other stuff we're familiar with. Well, suppose you couldn't pay anything. You couldn't pay any bills. You couldn't move money around. Like, yeah. Let's just say they yeah. shut that down for a week and a half. You couldn't, you couldn't do anything. Couldn't get to money. Couldn't buy stuff couldn't you know yeah what would happen that is crazy and if it is something that is just kind of like everybody's just kind of trying to figure out how to 
get this, uh, you know, disentangled from all the, the computers or, you know, just the network. I, I really don't. This is, again, one of those things where it's like I don't know enough about this kind of thing to really know, like, the kind of real possibilities and the ins and outs of, like, preventing certain things from happening. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty crazy to realize that, you know, this is just going to be the reality in the future more and more. Um, I mean, suppose you you couldn't figure out where to send the vaccine. Or who'd been vaccinated. Yeah. Just changing information or, or obfuscating it, whatever. <clears throat> Man, that, yeah. I, I wonder. Know, did, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to think of, of all the possibilities. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially, I, I, yeah, I really don't know. Because like you're saying, you know, it's not like you can just kind of get new stuff and then all, the problem's all gone. Apparently it's, it's not. server stuff, right? Yeah, apparently, apparently not. So, I mean, how far do you think, Bobby, how far do you think Russia would go? Let's suppose we know it's Russia. It is Russia. Oh, he just stepped got, away for a second. Oh, but, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he got bored with the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, he just got <laughs> to the bathroom. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I think that's totally totally, uh, possible. I think that this is the kind of thing, you know, I I don't know for them to go so far as to do things like that, where it's like, you know, sabotaging the the vaccine kind of uh, distribution, everything like that. I think that's a bit far. I think kind of just the spying stuff is the stuff that we kind of, that's where we're at and in our relationship there's a lot of i don't know it doesn't seem like there's too much like harsh or strong kind of um answers to just spying i think it's just something that we accept happens both ways yeah because you know starting any more serious kind of conflict is is so risky and so you know it's just a big commitment so I don't know. I mean, I really don't. Th- I would be surprised if if anything like super direct happens in that regard. But you know, it's definitely possible. We were at Bobby. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. We, we were, were. I was asking how far do you think Russia would go? I mean, they could screw up the financial system. They could screw up the systems for keeping track of who got vaccine and who didn't get vaccine, or where the vaccine is being shipped. I mean, you could kind of like almost everything now is you know. Yeah impact is, is digital so i mean how far do you think and let's suppose suppose it's them and we know it's them they know that we know it's them uh how far do you think russia would go you know they've got maybe they may, maybe have some weeks or months or something like that to do whatever they're going to do before all the stuff gets disentangled or their their capabilities get limited i mean i don't know i like i don't know that I don't know how to answer that question. It's like, I don't think it's a, that's not a, an action of like, Oh, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to go to war with the U S like, yeah. no, they want us weaker. I, I, you know, my react. So now I'm, <laughs> I'm slowly learning. <laughs> I'm super old. And I'm slowly learning. 
I'm now I'm examining my reaction and thinking that my reaction is maybe like what they're looking for, whoever, whoever they is. So in this case, I'm just wondering, so my reaction in this is I just want a government that's you know, competent. Yeah. Right. I mean, I definitely want a government that has certain values that expresses values or implements policy that's aligned with my values or whatever. But, but primarily, and I maybe even feel as passionate about this is it should just be a government that does its friggin' job. You know, all of this farting around, uh, around, uh, you know, trying to help people survive uh, on the pandemic. I mean, it's been going on for, it, it just is like, just do your jobs. I mean, you can, you can, you can save the bickering for later, but people can't pay their rent. They can't, they can't buy food. They're going to be kicked out of their house and you guys are dicking around. I mean, I, I, so I'm wondering maybe that's what, maybe that's all they need. Maybe just the fact that they could break in and for be there for months and us not know about it is enough for people to say, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Well, it's part of it, I think. It's disturbing, right? I mean, it makes you question how secure things are, which is exactly what happened with the pandemic. It makes you question how secure things are. And it this definitely creates things, more, yeah. more grist for the conspiracy mill. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, th no, this is just one of those things that like, you know, I don't know, like we could have actual secure kind of stuff. And, and if it is, you know, I, I like all this hacking stuff is always like, um, you know, I, there's going to be advancements that like they're saying that they don't understand um, how like this is obfuscated, how the information is obfuscated and everything like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they really understand exactly. I mean, I, I think they're saying it's still like things are unfolding. They're starting to understand exactly what's happened and it's going to take a long time to even understand what's been done. Yeah. So that thing, how to fix it. I don't know if you can really truly, I don't know. That's, that specifically is one of the things where it's like, I don't know if you can, I don't know how good we could be against that. Cause it is like a, you know, code cracking and everything like that is, you know, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, maybe this, maybe this would have happened no matter what. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of just beside the point. Like every, you know, hopefully everyone is sufficiently fed up with this by now. I mean, nine months after this, and still kind of debating whether to send people twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I mean, it, now it seems like anything that will just piss some people off is good enough to like throw America into a tizzy. Yeah. You know, maybe that's yeah. enough. Maybe that's all they needed to do. Yeah. I guess. It's, it's definitely in a state where it's like, you know, you don't have to do much to, to set stuff off. Like, I guess. All right. Public well, we need something lighter. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to tell you a story. You ready? It's a true story. Okay. This is a while ago. This is, this is back in uh, October, I think, before the election. Okay. But this guy's just been, here's the story. Ex-Houston Police Department Captain Anthony, Mark, sorry, Mark Anthony Aguirre was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, a second degree felony punishable by up to 20 years in prison. According to court documents, Aguirre told police he was part of a group of private citizens called the Liberty Center. I think it's actually the center, no, Liberty Center for God and Country. 
who were conducting a civilian investigation into an alleged ballot scheme. Okay, got that? Ex-cop. Right, right. He's been hired by this Liberty Center civilian investigation into a ballot scheme, okay, in Texas. Aguirre told uh, the police officers, officers that he'd been conducting surveillance for four days on David Lopez Zuninga Can you hear because him? he thought the air conditioner repairman was somehow a me? mastermind of a giant voter fraud scheme. Aguirre told authorities that the man was hiding 750,000 fraudulent ballots in a truck he was driving. <laughs> On October 19th, Aguirre allegedly ran his SUV into the back of the truck to get Zeninga to stop and get out. Okay, so he, so he, this Aguirre, this ex-cop, slams his SUV into the back of the truck to get this guy's attention. He pulls over, he gets out. When Zeninga gets out of the truck, Aguirre points a handgun at him, forcing him to the ground, and puts his knee on his back until the police come, the court document said. At the time of the alleged crime, Aguirre was working as a contract investigator for conservative activist Stephen Hotze. Hotze made him a name for himself for allegedly alleging widespread voter fraud in Harris County, even when none had been found. This fall, Hotze funded the Liberty Center to hire around 20 private investigators, 20 private investigators and other workers to investigate incidents of alleged fraud. Here's a quote. We paid our investigators close to $300,000, said Hotsey, during an hour-long uh, news conference on Wednesday. When asked about Aguirre's alleged actions, Hotsey said the criminal charges are trumped up. If they, if they said he had a gun, why didn't they take his gun away? Something smells here. I don't know anybody who pulled a gun on anybody. That's the first time I ever heard that. Obviously, we wouldn't condone that. Nobody would, Hotsey said. Okay. So that leaves us with this question. Would Hotsey condone pulling a gun on somebody? And the only way to know, the only way to really know, is to uh, get to know Hotsey a little better. So we sent out our robots, okay? <laughs> okay. This is our new segment. It's called? Getting to Know You. Getting to Know You. Okay? <laughs> we did this last week. So sit back, let's uh, just relax, and let's get to know the man behind the man, the physician who funded the ex-popo captain. Uh, that, that that did this investigation in Texas voter fraud. A man named <laughs> Stephen Holtz. Listen up. Stephen Hotsey is a conservative radio host, physician, and Republican activist in Texas. Dr. Hotsey has been a practicing physician hmm. since at least 2000 and currently runs the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center in Katy, Texas. Nice. A strong, social conservative, Hotsey advocated for greater influence of Christianity on government. Hmm. As an example of how this should work, Dr. Hotsey cited laws against drunk driving. Right. Later, the good doctor was arrested and charged for driving under the influence of alcohol after hmm. running a police vehicle off the road in the middle of the night. Oh, <laughs> Hotsi also has very strong feelings about other people's business, especially their sexual orientation. Uh -huh. Hotsi has opposed homosexuality since at least 1986, once comparing LGBT people to Nazis and pledging to drive, quote, homofascists from Houston to San Francisco. I suspect he didn't mean offering them a ride halfway across the country. <laughs> After the U.S. Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage in all 50 states, Hotsi spoke at the kickoff for the anti-gay marriage organization, Real Marriage for Life. Here's what he said of proponents of same-sex marriage. 
They want to intimidate individuals, churches, <laughs> and families to celebrate those that participate in anal sex. Ooh. That's what they love and enjoy. <laughs> anal sex. <laughs> and that's bad. That's yep. evil. Ooh. It's a terrible thing to try to do. And they want to try to teach it to kids in schools. Kids <laughs> encouraged to practice sodomy in kindergarten. Oh, man. That's a lot of thinking about anal sex. But being fixated <laughs> on that place where the sun never shines doesn't mean someone would condone a washed up ex cop crashing his car into an air conditioner repairman's truck in hopes of finding 750,000 fraudulent ballots and then holding the repairman at gunpoint. Hatsi yeah. also prays, and he's happy to share oh, his prayer life with that's others. That's nice. Yeah. Here's a prayer he suggested that we all pray. In the powerful name of Jesus, I declare the following, that every lying tongue would be silenced in the battleground states of Pennsylvania, <laughs> Michigan, Wisconsin, <laughs> Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, and Nevada. Cast down those who are quick to promote voter fraud. Uh -huh. Expose and silence every politician, media personality, or newscaster who bears false witness, utters lies, and operates in deceit about this election fraud. I declare in the mighty name of King Jesus that God would give a dramatic victory to Donald Trump and use mm -hmm. him and patriots to yep. indict the treasonous leaders and communist subversives in Ooh. America and punish them as treason deserves with the death penalty. Ooh. Okay, so maybe Hot C takes this election fraud stuff seriously. But he was only praying, so anything bad that happened to people as a result would pretty much be on God, yeah. not Hot C. Right. I can see that, sort of. <laughs> then there's this. After protests over the killing of George Floyd reached Texas in early June 2020, the cool-headed Dr. Hot C called Governor Greg Abbott's office on June 6th and left the following message with Abbott's chief of staff. <laughs> I want you to give a message to the governor. I want to make sure that he has National Guard down here and they have the order to shoot to kill. If any of these son of a bitch people start rioting like they have in Dallas, if they start tearing down businesses, shoot to kill the sons of bitches. That's the only way you restore order. Kill them. Thank you. <laughs> so, would Dr. Hotsey ever condone pointing a gun at someone he thought might be involved in voter fraud? I'll just let the gentle doctor speak for himself. That's the only way you restore order. Kill them. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Thank you. I love, I love know the you. Right here. <laughs> there you go. I don't know these people. Getting you to know. know you. It's so interesting. It takes almost, you know, you could, you could have, I could have done this with any of these people. They're crazy. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't condone that. And he left. He, I really wanted to play. I actually have the the voicemail he left for the governor. I mean, that's oh, a yeah. word for what he said. Yeah, like these people are nuts. All right, all right. What else? Um, I like it. Like, like I like at the end where he says thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hospitality. By the way, so they. Meant, I don't know if you heard. It, they mentioned this. He was speaking at this thing that he's all about. You know same-sex marriage is evil or whatever um because it involves that spot you know that place yeah, uh, yeah. so there's the, the, I, the domain for real marriage real marriage for life lapsed so i bought it so anyone clicking <laughs> on the chronicle article you know and that goes to our podcast now <laughs> <laughs> listen to this here's michael flynn this is the guy who almost was you know uh, trump's guy I hear some murmurings, uh, you know, about the staff shakeup at the Pentagon. They're putting people in place. 
who might not be opposed to aggressive action. Might not. The president does have some options, at least on paper. Can you tell us what those options are and um, your opinion, if he might take any of them? Well, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to take any of these options. I, I mean, the president has to he has to plan for every eventuality because we cannot allow this election and the integrity of our election to go the way it is. I mean, this is just totally unsatisfactory. There's no way in the world that we are going to be able to move forward as a nation with this. So the president has a has a, a and I just mentioned one of the options. I mean, he could immediately on his order seize every single one of these machines around the country on his order. He could also order, he could order the, the um, in, within the swing states, if he wanted to, he could take military capabilities and he could place them in those states and basically rerun an election in each of those states. Hey. I mean, these people out there talking about martial law, it's like it's something that we've never done. We've done, martial law has been instituted 64, 64 times, Greg. So I'm not Greg. calling for that. We have a constitutional <laughs> process. We clearly have a constitutional process. Yeah, we do. I think you highlighted some of that in, the, in, the, in your previous segment. That has to be followed. But I will tell you that I'm a little concerned about Chief Justice John Roberts at the Supreme Court. I mean, that we, we can't move <laughs> around with the fabric of the Constitution of the United States. And I think that right now the Constitution, if the, if the Supreme Court doesn't get involved— What's he talking about, the fabric of the Constitution? What did you say, the Constitution— well, he should talk to Pete. I mean, those those two, they love talking about fabric. Oh, that's true. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring Pete up in just a second here. Let's let him finish. In at least make so sure it's that not the a matter of the fabric of the oh, Constitution is, is held together. And all they have to the do is fabric. look at the evidence. They have to look at the evidence. I'm not certain. In fact, I don't believe that the Supreme Court of the United States has even looked at the merit of any of the cases that have been put forward yet. What they've been looking at is process files, whether somebody crossed the mm -hmm. T or dotted it on. That's what they're looking at. And that, that's unsatisfactory. It's that not is, satisfactory. To me, that lacks courage. It lacks moral. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Than the, uh, right. Than the uh, yeah, justice and frankly. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> this guy's nuts. Yeah. No, no, the fabric. Okay. Let's listen to Mayor Pete. There's Mayor Pete. You know, he was, he's been, he's been tapped to be the department, the head of the uh, Department of Transportation. Right. Here we go. I've also had a personal love of transportation ever oh. since childhood. More than once, as a college student, I would convince a friend to travel nearly a thousand miles back to Indiana with me on Amtrak. Although I know that in this administration, I will at best aspire to be the second biggest uh, train enthusiast around. That's because Biden. Oh, yeah. Oh, you like trains. Right. Yeah. I spent yeah. a spring break in graduate school aboard a cargo ship studying uh -huh. there. Travel, in my mind, is synonymous with growth, with adventure, even love, so much so that hmm. I proposed to my husband, Chaston, in an airport terminal. So don't let anybody <laughs> come on. there. Is it romantic? Dude, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Getting yeah. proposed to at O'Hare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're that's, Chaston. That you know, sucks. Yeah. Well, now, now his husband is, you know, a cabinet-level appointee, Right. Yeah, and now he can like he can say, okay, now let's let's do it right. Uh, I don't want O'Hare, like maybe De Gaulle in Paris or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I know you know you guys are not big on Pete, at least for a presidential candidate. But at, at the, as the Secretary of Transportation, I I love this guy because he is so friggin' nerdy. 
I mean, he's just so earnest about all this stuff. I well, hope I he like he's this, earnest. This is what you've got to say when you've got zero experience and, you know, doing transfer. Yeah. I, like, you know what? I've enjoyed car rides and going for <laughs> it and, you know. I think he'll manage the. I think he'll manage the crap out of this. I really do. I do think he's. I do think he's very bright, and I think he's a manager. I think transportation is probably a really good place for him. He's, if he's going to get a cabinet level position, I think transportation is probably really, really good for him. I'm just I a do. little concerned because, like, he authorized like the bulldozing and or not bulldozing, but clearing out of like uh, a bunch of homeless, you know, people in his his city. So it's like I don't think this guy's going to be too kind to poor people terms of uh transportation yeah but you know your argument is your very, argument is very, very important thing when it comes to transportation your but your argument is turning around and biting yourself because only a mayor gets tagged for that right so anybody else it would be somebody else so, doing yeah it. so they won't get tagged for it now <laughs> no i'm just saying i'm saying that anybody else who filled that position who'd had experience uh, wouldn't have been a mayor right I'm just saying that being a mayor, you're, you're going to yeah, get a bunch of this stuff. I'm not saying I'm not defending what he did. I think it's a good. I think it's a good fit for Pete. Is it the best? I'm saying that I he's got know. things in his past that clearly say he doesn't care about homeless people, and he's now put in a position where he's you know head of transportation in the White House. That is, uh, he cares more about homeless people. Than, he cares more about homeless people than the vice president. Uh, you know, I'm not right. saying. Is I'm that a saying, bar that we got to clear now? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. this is—we're talking about government. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just speaking ill of, of our government okay. here. I'm sorry. Let me just, no, no, no. Let me just let me just tell you again. Maybe this is the Russians that got to me. But what I'd like oh. now is some confidence in government. You know, separate from separate from the policy. Yeah, I'd things like have changed so much in these, this administration. Yeah, really. I'm, I have confidence in government again. No, he said competence. I'm, I've Adult, been, uh, yeah, that's yeah, very competent work that they've been doing. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that I. That's the thing is like I I don't know that I've seen something that this guy has done. And that, the U.S. very very famous for its transportation infrastructure. <laughs> that that I mean I would say that's like I'm just saying if we're talking about competence at government. Well, okay. Okay. This one we're gonna we're gonna put on ice, and we'll just see. Let's just see, right? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll surprise <laughs> us, right? What's that? Maybe he'll surprise us, right? Yeah, maybe he'll surprise you. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? When's the last time somebody did something in transportation? You know, in that department that we know about. I mean, maybe, maybe that's more what getting, I was. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's only things screw up and then you get in trouble. I don't know. Here's one where we can agree on, I think. There's Joe Biden who had who had the had the nerve, the, the courage to go on to Colbert. We have great confidence oh, wow. in ourselves. You're talking about Hunter. Uh, I'm not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play. But uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pure intellectual capacity, um, and uh, and as long as he's good, we're good. What the heck does that mean? First of all, to say it's foul play, I don't even know what that means. That's like the chicanery, you know? Like what a weird also, thing. Also, having great confidence in him. I mean, there's a lot of things you could say there, but having great confidence in him, I don't know, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then to say if he's good, we're good. Like, well, that's the question, isn't it? Whether he's good or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's kind of the. That's kind of the. I don't know. No, just. <laughs> I. I mean, I hope that gets. I hope that gets. You know, looked looked at or whatever. But as Bobby's pointed out, you know, nothing's going to happen. If you're the president, right? Nothing's going to happen to his family. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry we got in a big fight over Mayor P. Sounds like you guys are kind of fight. I just no, don't I mean, yeah, it's just I think competence in government is, you know like when you talk about competence in government and their goals are not, you know, aligned with yours, it's like how good is that? Well, there are some things I think that are not left or right, you know. But are they aligned with his goals? I don't know if that's true. A lot of the, a lot of the time. I mean, we'll see what happens, like you yeah, say. It, but it, yeah, I, it's the, the transfer we don't hear much. It's from. a good question. I mean, I get I get Billy's point now about about you know bulldozing poor people's homes because that could. I mean, maybe that does happen. in Department of Transportation probably does. Right. That's not what I was saying. It's just a, the transportation. If you're in head of transportation. Transportation is inherently something that is it's important when you're talking about income because a lot of poor people use public transportation. And so his attitude and his past in dealing with poor people and how he's treated poor people is important and relevant, I think. That's all. Yeah. No, fair enough. I didn't think about it. I got to start thinking more. Well, you know, I think I'd, it's it's not even like that as much too, though. It's like just think about it from a super simple standpoint. Yeah, do we like that guy? The answer is no. <laughs> I, you know, you don't like his, you don't like his policy positions. Is that what you're saying? You, say you don't like the guy. I don't like his policy positions. I don't like his personality really, because I think he's, he's designed for older people. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, his appeal is entirely toward, older people he's the straight a student he's the but that's the thing it's like i don't think that's necessarily a transferable skill like i the the all the stuff that i've heard that proves his competence is mostly things where he's been involved in like the corporate rating type stuff like you know the 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 mckinsey stuff the the sort of, I don't know, you know, we don't really know which part of the military he was with. Um, So, I don't know, man. I just think you can make all kinds of connections to, from him to, like, red flags, but I really don't know, like, when people talk about his accomplishments, I really don't know what people are talking about that much. Yeah, I, 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 I stand spanked. Because it's too it's too painful to sit spanked. No, I, think I just right. mean, uh, you know, yeah. I, you just said you just said he's designed to appeal to older people. You didn't say me, but you're right. I mean, he comes across it comes across as clean cut. He comes across it comes across as his faith being important to him. Uh, you know, there are a bunch of us older people who are who are looking for diversity, who are tired of. This, you know, this pressure from the right, especially the Christian right, the so-called, I don't even mean it's real Christian right, the so-called Christian right, who are, you know, who are completely fixated on sex. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, it's not the Bible. 
So no, that's looking, American culture all the way down, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just, so you're right. He hits all these buttons, but if I were to, if I were to step back into my pragmatic, which is what I say, I want, I just, you know, I want, I like, I don't care about principles so much anymore. I, I mean, I know that you have to be tied to something as a, you know, like a, like a, like a true North that you're aiming for, but I'd like to get some movement. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to move us on here. I mean, I brought us back to this by saying, you know, you guys seem kind of down after a fight or whatever. But I, think, <laughs> I think you're, I think you're making, you are not, I'm not, I'm not saying I think you, you are, you are making points that I didn't think about and I need to think about them. You know? Yeah. I, I just I, think, I think what Pete is, is a perfect, he gives you all of the, Signs that you're used to associating with competence. Yeah, that's it. He's yeah, I hear you. He yeah, he he has all of the the features of someone who's competent in the especially in the world that you're familiar with. Right. Like he would do yes, great. You yeah. know. Oh yeah, he would. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't even. De- I'm not sure I deserve to be on this podcast anymore. I mean, I guess he, oh, like God. I'm your only father, so. <laughs> yeah, that gets you a long way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else we got? Uh, let's see. The Royals are getting into podcasting. Did you hear this? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Hey, that's a, that's an easy. <laughs> I thought they weren't. I thought they weren't royals anymore. Technically. Okay. Yeah, whatever. The ex royals. <laughs> All right. You good point. Yeah, actually, you're right. You're right again. Damn. This is a really tough podcast. This this episode is. I love this uh, where they were like, okay, we got to leave the royal family. You know, I want to live a normal life. You know, something that's not like this. Okay, we are going to be making most of our income on our notoriety and our, our name recognition. But yeah. uh, kind of can't take that one back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what they said. This is their quote. This is what made me want to vomit. What we love about podcasting. Okay, so first of all, those first five words. I mean, they didn't. They don't know anything about podcasting, right? Yeah, I mean, not, like, not like we, not like we do. I'm yeah, not saying that. I was going to say, take it from an expert. I bet they don't have yeah. a quiz show at the end of their thing. Fucking, no, you're going to see. You wait. Start <laughs> their British accent. At least you know. Every time I do a Texas accent on the on the getting to know you segment, it's the Brit. That's like, <laughs> like you know, you know, that couldn't find one that does Southern accent. So. All right. So here's what they said. What we love about podcasting is that it reminds us all to take a moment and to really listen, to connect with one another without distraction. With the challenges of 2020, there has never been a more important time to do so because when we hear each other and hear each other's stories, we're reminded of how interconnected we all are. That's not what they think. Give me a (laughs) break that we're all interconnected. They're going to listen to our stories they're not doing yeah, well. Hey, I mean that's that's a big part of what makes podcasts, you know, successful is the the little parasocial relationship you get. So yeah, might be a good good little start there. Okay, well, just I'm come listen to, to us, it. and it's like you're our friends. It's like you're in the room with us. Yeah, I think that's I, that's a nice invitation that you just gave to them. Good, <laughs> good point. I'm just saying that's that's podcasting. It's it's yeah, like Megan Harry. It's a little more. I guess there's podcasts that aren't like that, but I think the tendency to be a little more casual kind of invites you in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if Harry's got an issue with his dad, he could definitely listen to this podcast. I'm getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Let's see. Uh, Tom Cruise. Have you heard this? The, oh, this whole rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear it? I did. Yeah, I did hear it. Okay. I won't play it unless you want to. Unless you want me to. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's a funny, it's a pretty funny rant. Um, yeah. I didn't like yeah. it as much as the Christian Bale one, but it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Here's a, here's I'm going to play just a little bit. So I transcribed his his rant, and here's here's Robot Lisa playing the role of Tom Cruise. I'll st- it's not it's not beeped. So anybody who's listening, who doesn't <laughs> protect like the your F- ears. The f bombs because it's just f bombs. It's nothing else. There's nothing else. I mean, he's very angry, but the only the language is the is the f bomb. So we'll just I'll just play a little. I won't play the whole thing because it goes on and on and on. It's the same stuff over. And he over really again. does say everything mm-hmm. like five times. Yeah, they're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers, <laughs> because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night. <laughs> insurance companies producers and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies yeah, right. we are creating thousands of jobs no. you motherfuckers no. I don't ever again. want to see it again <laughs> no. ever and if you don't do it you're fired and if I see you doing it yeah. again you're fucking gone oh. and if anyone on this crew does it that's it and you too and you too and you don't you ever fucking do it again. All right. That's it. No apologies. No apologies. All Lisa right. really like leans in there. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I really like that throughout this rant of like saying this stuff over and over again. Yeah. She always just talks about doing it or not doing it. It's never like yeah. any kind of specific <laughs> reference to what happened or which you'd think would be the case. Like, do not do this. There's just, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. You they guys got think within you're a meter of each other. You're not yeah, supposed yeah. to do that. That was the deal. They were apparently everybody was wearing masks, but they were like standing behind a monitor and they were closer than a meter. I mean, maybe you know, you tell it me. It does you guys seem hard to make a movie if you can't have more than one person look at the monitor at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was wondering whether it's the problem is that it's a meter instead of a yard. I wonder if that was the the thing that blew it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Possible. Absolutely. All right. Okay, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> that, that. That's all I got. Are you guys ready for the... Oh, no, I was going to ask you. Are you guys, do you think you guys will ever have kids? I have no idea. I don't mean, I don't mean together. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah. It seems a little difficult. Um, yeah. I don't well, know, reason, man. Yeah. You don't have to say. I mean, it's a weird thing to be asking on a podcast. Like, me, like your, your dad, we never talked about this. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So now that I got you on the record. Exactly. No, the reason I'm saying it is he sounds like a really upset dad. You know, when you're really yeah, upset, yeah, yeah. you know you are the <laughs> alpha. You know, you, no one can tell you to be quiet. You just start like it just starts feeding on itself, and you say the same thing over and over and over again, and totally. you're like pointing and like that's it, that's it. Do you understand? <laughs> you're gone. I yeah. guess you don't say that to your kids, but I mean, <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> you're out of here. You I don't know. Get the point across. <laughs> I suppose I don't know. Hopefully, you never experience that. You guys would be better parents than I than I ever than I'll ever been. That's for sure. All right, here we go. You guys ready for the palate cleanser? I really sure. am sore. 
I got I got my Pete Buttigieg taken away from me. <laughs> Darn it! All right, here we go. Oh yeah. You know what that sound means. It's time for taste a little gaming yeah. show portion of our podcast. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. We're, really, we're really giving time for everybody to go get out on stage. <laughs> That's right. Okay, let's see. Who picked last time? Who went first last time? Uh, you guys I, ready for this? I don't know. Um, I lost last yeah. time, though, so you well, should let me. have been looking forward all yeah, to this. Okay, Billy. I think, Bobby, you picked the first. I think you're picking the first category this time. Billy okay. and Bobby. I get the official score sheet. Okay. Billy, you don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. I think it's, I think too it's tight. Bobby picking first. Oh, Bobby's picking. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Sorry. No, Bobby's picking. Correct. Okay. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair are superheroes. Innocent until proven guilty pleasures. Low to mid-brow pop culture. Science friction. Could be science, could be not. And frame that tune. Music that we play probably illegally. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, leave that in. Um Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's do. Let's do. You don't call. You don't write. You don't call. You don't write. This week, the thing that's missing are words that begin with the letter B. I'm going to give you five. You tell me which word that begins with the letter B is missing. Ferris blanks day off. Bueller. That's Bueller. Bueller. Okay. Good job. Oh wait, sorry. There you go. (laughs) Not for each one, huh? Hill Street TV show. Cop series. Yeah. It's older than you. Shoot. I'm just going to say blue. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Hill Street Blues. Okay. Okay. Nicely done. Blank Instinct. Basic Instinct. That one's basic. I think, I think, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, good job. Three for three. Number four, Bobby. Invasion of the Blank Snatchers, a horror movie. That one's Body Snatchers. Yeah, four for four. Look out, Billy. <laughs> and Blank in the USA. It's a song by Springsteen. Oh, okay. It's also born in the USA. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Where? That's incredible. That's five for five. All right. Where, where, where. Okay, He's well on his way. Okay, Billy, you got the second list. These are words that begin with the letter B. Big blank theory TV show. Bang. Bang for one. <laughs> Okay. Blank Rhapsody. It's a Queen song. Or a song by Queen. What's that? Bohemian. All right. That's two for two. Good job, Billy. Mutiny on the... Ooh. The Humphrey Bogart movie. Humphrey Bogart movie. 
Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Man, that's a, thanks for that one. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, the, you're screwed here, I think. The next one says it's tough. Mutiny on the... Um, <laughs> Pick a random word that starts with B. You might be right. Me, me, man, Humphrey Bogart. How how old is he? <laughs> I was telling Gina how much fun the quiz is because you guys are not super competitive. And nobody ever gets mad. <laughs> Billy's about to drop the f bomb. Uh, meet me on the. No, mutiny no, on that. Mutiny. Maybe that's what, what you did. Oh, mutiny. Okay. Yeah, mu- mutiny. Mutiny on the... I don't know, bridge. So hang on to that one. Hang on to that answer. The It's it's the bounty. Mutiny on the bounty. Okay. Everyone's uh, favorite film that they've heard of. <laughs> The <laughs> blank on the River Kwai. Oh, oh. bridge. Good job, Billy. Three for four. Last one. Police song. Every blank you take. Breath. All right. <clears throat> okay. Me on the back here. Four to five. Five Glad I didn't get that one. Bobby's favorite. Bobby's favorite. Okay, Billy. A 1935. Would you like to? Would you like to lodge a complaint with the court? <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you googling there? Are you like? Are uh, yeah, you, yeah. I am now. Okay, you're looking for. You're looking for. <laughs> you're on Fiverr looking for a new father. All right. <laughs> Billy, you're typing in your message, I need a father who doesn't give me questions from 1935 and isn't in love with Pete Buttigieg. All right. Uh, Billy, your turn to pick. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair of superheroes. Innocent till proven guilty, guilty pleasures. Low to mid-brow pop culture. Science fiction could be science, could be not. And frame that tune music that we play illegally. But mostly illegally. Karaoke music we play illegally. Um, sorry, this is this is my pick. Your pick. Um, science friction. Science friction. Okay. The science. You're not gonna like this. Maybe you will. The science fiction novel and movie Dune. Do you know anything about it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a little bit. You do. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Okay. It's set in the distant future amidst a feudal interstellar society in the story. The planet Arrakis is an inhospitable and sparsely populated wasteland, but it is the only source of melange, I think is how they said it, a drug that extends life and enhances mental abilities. Melange is also necessary for space navigation, which requires a kind of multidimensional awareness and foresight that only Donald Trump has or the drug provides. What is the nickname of melange in the story spice oh. That's what I know. wow tied up five apiece okay bobby your science friction question einstein's most famous equation at least for people like us is e equals mc squared 
this calculation allows us to at least theoretically convert mass to energy and vice versa. The annual U.S. consumption of electricity is 4 trillion kilowatt hours. If you could completely convert water to pure energy, how many gallons would be needed to provide all the electricity for the U.S. for one year within, <laughs> within a gallon? Within a gallon? <laughs> within wow. a gallon either way. Man, he had to know what melange was. Um, no, from 1935. Well, that's true. How many gallons to provide the electricity needs for the United States for one year? Now, he, man, he got the tougher list of the, the missing words. It's tied man. up, Bob. All right, all right. Well, I don't know that one. Um, a gallon. You say more a than gallon. a gallon? No, thank you. No, I said within a gallon. Oh, within a gallon. Either way. A gallon either um, way. You have a two-gallon window. Yeah, two-gallon window. I'm going to say it's like like 300,000 or like, uh, I don't know, maybe let's say 600,000 gallons. I don't know. 4.2 gallons. What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Is that, what are you talking about? I, don't, I feel 4. like I misunderstood the, the question now. Four point, if you could take four gallons, 4.2 gallons of water and convert and convert it to energy. All of the mass gets converted. Oh, I see, I see. Wow. It would be enough to I power thought, the okay. United States. No, I did crazy, totally. right? Yeah. This makes me think this makes me think that advanced civilizations like energy is not an issue, right? They've somehow figured yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, there's enough stuff to yeah. get it from. They take some, they take they take like they take a booted edge and turn it into energy and they're good to go. That's how they measure it, booted edges. Yeah, yeah. How many booted edges is going to take us to get to Alpha Centauri? Okay. It is uh let's see. Bobby miss it's still it's still tied up, right? 5 5. Bob, your pick. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair are superheroes, innocent until proven guilty pleasures, low to mid-brow pop culture, or frame that tune. Karaoke music could play maybe illegally. Let's do innocent until proven guilty pleasures. Innocent until proven guilty pleasures. Within 25 in either direction, as of September 30th, 2020, how many episodes of South Park have aired? Damn, that is tough. Oh, man. And I want to say... Say within 30 of either direction, because I don't want to do the math right now. Within 30? Okay. Yeah, it's just easier. Um, Let's see. I'm going to say something like 400 episodes. Maybe, let me, let's say 350. 350. Are you sure you don't want to go slightly less than 350? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sure, let's say 325. (laughs) Brilliant. It's 308. Oh, wow. Okay. Bobby takes the lead with an assist. (laughs) Yeah, that's a half point. Who's on the bubble. Okay, Billy, innocent of proven guilty pleasures. Here's yours. Within 50 of either direction, in either direction, as of 6 December 2020, how many episodes of The Simpsons have aired? Mm. You said within fifty. Either way, yeah. Yeah, add like seven, yeah, seven or eight years to the South Park. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm gonna say just four hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say four hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, I, mean, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Whatever. 500. Uh, 693. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those yeah, are like 27 episodes, like seasons, aren't they? Yeah, oh, it's like more than, the, more than the double is how they'd say it in Italy. More than the double. Okay, that puts Bobby ahead by one with an, with an unfair assist. Billy, her suit is too tight. Facial hair of superheroes are frame that tune. Um, her suit is too tight. Okay, in the HBO series Entourage, have you heard of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1939. <laughs> the Vincent Chase character stars in a handful of movies, including his dream role playing Pablo Escobar, but his biggest financial hit was playing the leading role in what superhero movie? Uh, Aquaman. Ties it up. Aquaman ties it up. Okay, Bobby. Mm, Portion number two in this category. The typical number of eyelashes on a person's upper eyelid ranges from 150 to 200. (laughs) What's the matter? (laughs) Okay. The the bottom eyelid accommodates between 75 and 100 lashes. uh, lashes. Do you want want to write any of this down? I'll repeat it if you need to. They fall out periodically but are replaced by new ones. Within 15 in either direction, how many days does the typical human eyelash last before falling out? Okay, that's fair. Huh. 15 days in either direction. Yeah, you have a 30-day 30, 30 eyelash window. Let's say 45 days. 135. Oh, my wow. God. They last I'm a while. Impressed. I know. I was surprised. I feel like I pull those things out, like, all the time, you know? Don't do that, man. Don't I'm not, like, pulling that. on them, but just, like, you know what I mean? You just run your... Your hey, fingers down them. You know, they probably up, had like 25 them. days left. You guys keep your fingers away from your eyelashes. <laughs> Come on. Okay. The coronavirus. Away right, from your eyelashes. Eyelashes. Right. Don't touch your eyelashes. Okay, Billy, this is yours. Uh, frame that tune. Name the artist, the tune, and the year it was released. One point each. You ready? Okay. It's an audio clue. You know what I mean? An illegal audio clue. Uh, <laughs> meow. Um, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. Uh, what did you say? He's Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. Michael Jackson, that's worth one point. Billy Jean, but uh, it's not my love or whatever. Billy Jean, that's worth uh, one point. Uh, the year? Mm. You want a hint? Oh, I guess. Yeah, sure. It wasn't the 1930s. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say just 1985. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 1982. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would have guessed one or three. I was going to say three first, but that's not. You wouldn't have gotten there. what you do. Don't go around bringing Yeah, I'm going to say that one is probably illegal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the karaoke right, version. Um, it's not illegal. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. Singing. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Some would call it singing. Uh, here we go. Bob, this is yours. Name the artist, the tune, the year it was released. Billy got two on that one, right? Mm-hmm. That's boom, boom. So Billy ends up with eight. Bobby, this is your chance to tie or take the lead. Here you go. I was going to say, I'm assuming this is Bob Dylan. What did you say? Hold on. What did you say? Oh, God. Damn, I don't know his songs very well at all. Oh, God. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Why can't I place it? I know it, but I don't know it. Just listen. We'll just leave it on for a minute. I can't think of it, man. Hold on. We haven't gotten to it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do know it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not, it. that's not the name of it. Oh, that's not the name of it? Well, shit, then no. I don't know. You're going to get it. I, I mean, it, is it? Oh, oh, I know. You're right. You're right. I did get it. It's like a Rolling Stone. Oh, very, very nice, man. Okay, you're right. Th- thank you for uh, for. You know, okay, one last. You, t- you guys are tied up. Oh wait, wait. Yeah, I gotta no, try no, no, to no, f- no. figure yeah, out. You the... tied up you, the year. Now it's the year. Oh, yeah, gosh. I gotta try to figure out the year. Ah, man, that's tough. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 1966. I'm going to give it to you. What is it? 1965. (laughs) Okay. But you're going to share that with your brother. So you each have eight and a half points. Okay, fair enough. There you go. That's it. <laughs> I beat you, Bobby. I won whatever you want. <laughs> You're That's it. That's the me. game show. Tastes mm, a little gamey. Thanks, guys. Hey, that was fun. That's good one. All right. Good work. It's, we're going to call a it a one. tie. Very good. Okay. All right, guys. Gina just came in and showed me the clock. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I see. 125 here. here. What's that? I say we're yeah. at 125 here. Yep. Yep. She, she's, she told me I've got to be on another podcast. Sorry. Right. Uh, right okay. I heard, we heard from Megan and, um, and Prince Harry, and they just wanted me to do a little guest spot. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. Well, don't forget us. You know, like if you can get you a know, spot for yeah. us, I would be really like appreciative. Oh, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't I forget, think, I wouldn't I forget you. Booty Judge is great, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, there's never been a more important time to listen to each other because when we hear each other and hear each other's story, we're reminded how we all are in- interconnected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, when I do podcasts, I'm like, hey, these people are actually saying something. Maybe we should, maybe we should listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah. Yeah. Try to really listen, you know, without distraction. They're not distracted because they don't have any jobs anymore. That's their deal. <laughs> 
All right, guys, what you doing today? Probably more, more, uh, 3d work and stuff and probably video games watch some good for you listen to her you're gonna relax today bob hopefully good all right okay i love you guys love you thank you you. proud of you i hope you i hope you don't disown me for my for for my booty judging don't booty judge me (laughs) (laughs) all right I'm really proud of you guys, and I do learn a lot from you. I'm not kidding. You made me think about Buttigieg, and I, you broke you broke my heart. But I, I you think you're right. He's not the right guy. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone you. wants to. I mean, you know, it sucks. Everyone wants there to just be like the perfect person, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Maybe I wouldn't want somebody like him to be competent. You might be right, Billy. He might, he might plow over our, you know. Some, some, He's gonna build a train directly into homeless people's houses. No, he might. It's through possible. the. It's, no, it's through the little historic church at the top of your hill. He's gonna build a train yeah, through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that. Nothing gets done here. You barely, you barely pay the road. So fair enough. All right, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Dad. Yes, I love you. Billy, I love you too. I really do love you guys. I think about you all the time. I can't wait to see you guys like face to face. Yeah, yeah. I know. Just a little further to go. Just hang on. Just hang on by your by your your nails there. Don't do anything. I know you guys are well behaved. You don't need to tell me. I mean, I don't need to tell you what to do. You do need to tell me what to do. Um. So, Bob, I will talk to you on Tuesday. Billy, I'll talk to you on Monday. Right. Sounds That's good. The, yeah. Right? Okay. Perfect. You guys stay safe until then. Okay. All right. We'll do. Thank you. You guys. Okay. Too. Take care. Thanks for thanks for the time tonight. Today. Thank whatever. you. It's really fun. <laughs> of course, love these. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.